Hello and welcome to the Dirty Blonde Podcast. I am your Dirty Blonde host, Bridget B, and you are strapping yourself in because we're going to get into a nice little conversation. But first, I want to make sure and thank each and every one of you for keeping us in the charts. I know that in the last couple of weeks, it's been a little bit chaotic and I finally am able to say that Dirty Blonde has a brand new studio. Where things are going to get interesting. Interesting, fun, and sexy because now I have my own space and my producers can't yell at me anymore. So grab that cocktail or listen while you're driving or if you're cooking, whatever it is, strap yourself in and let's get started. episode, we're starting off our shows with fan question of the week. This is where you guys write in to the Instagram or Twitter at Dirty Blonde, or you email us at team at dirtyblonde.com. And I come here and I answer it for you. I usually take like the top, you know, top two, three questions. And then I see um, how many uh, responses it is that uh, people are asking for. You know what I mean? Like, if you're asking me what my favorite coffee is, that's not exactly the fan question of the week. And usually I'll just, you know, answer that on Instagram. But for this week, there is a really good one that stood out and I got it a couple, a handful of times. So at least within the 100, 120. And I thought it was interesting because each week there is something particular that fans really want to know. And it just happens to work out that the majority ask the same question. And that is, Bridget, what celebrity living or dead, well, past, uh, female-wise, would I want to fuck? Of course, as a female performer, I get this quite a bit. And... I wish there was one answer. There is so many variables. For me personally, as my own person, I can wake up one morning and want a redhead. And then the next day I find a girl with brunette hair, like super attractive. I don't, not, I don't want to say the word discriminate. It's more like there's a vibe. You know, there is a certain type of aura that I look for. I very much believe in energy. I very much believe in that there is something very particular about each person that makes them individually sexy. The The sex appeal of a female does not make me want to fuck her just because she's attractive doesn't make me want to fuck her. Just because uh, she talks a certain way doesn't make me want to fuck her. However, when you combine everything and then you give me a complete package, then that's when I'm like, ah, okay, this bitch looks good to me. And much like so many other situations in life, out of sight, out of mind, you know what I mean? So when the media is pushing and pushing and cramming down our throats certain people, that's usually the first person I think of because it's 
who I just read about in an article or it's someone who I just saw on the red carpet, which leads me to this year's Met Gala. Met Gala was an event that takes place in New York and, you know, you can Google about it. It's uh, Anna Wintour's event and it's a commodity every year and a very highly requested event for most celebrities to attend in which they pay, I believe it's about 30K. Now, this year was interesting. I'm not going to get into it very much because, you know, there are some, we could be here all day. But within the realms of celebrity world, there was one female in particular that just kept coming up, not only through red carpets, not only at the Met Gala, but just in general in everyday um, tabloids. And that is the beautiful and ever so sexy Megan Fox. Now, Megan Fox has been around for quite a while. She definitely has been someone who started within the teen world. She grew up. She got into this movie called Jennifer's Body. And then she got married to Brian Austin Green, who is from Saved by the Bell, and had like a thousand kids and then stayed really quiet. We didn't hear about her. She was around, but, mm, you know, she just wasn't there. All of a sudden, this girl comes out of nowhere, starts dating Machine Gun Kelly, who is a little rough around the edges, and now she is all over the fucking place. And her best friend, Kourtney Kardashian, with Travis Barker. Met Gala was very interesting this year. It had quite a bit of overly sexualized females. Everyone looked gorgeous. Um, Some didn't. (laughs) But for someone like me who just loves fashion and, you know, loves sexy clothes and sexy people, this was a fun one to watch and kind of keep tabs on through Twitter. Not that I was watching it, but you know, Twitter is like the news. (laughs) And Megan Fox looked gorgeous. She was wearing this red dress, but she wasn't with her date, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, which was interesting. Anyway, so when I'm looking at her at the same time, I was kind of looking into some of the questions because every nightly I like to dig in and take a look at what fans are saying through the Instagram and Twitter. And I was thinking... This is probably the celebrity I would bang at this moment. But that's because she's on the forefront. That's because I see her everywhere. That's because her and her little friend, Kourtney Kardashian, are everywhere. And then I got to thinking even further. I was like, wait a minute, Bridget. There is more tits and ass on this Met Gala red carpet then there could be on any porn set. (laughs) And once again, females like Megan Fox. And then she wasn't very naked on the gala red carpet, but Kendall Jenner was and a shitload of others. They are praised on this carpet for looking beautiful and a work of art. No, bitch, they are basically naked. There is nothing on that dress but three 
flower petals. And while porn girls are fighting each and every single day to be valued as equal entertainers and kind of digging more into this fan question, I was like, you know what? This is a perfect example of where my mind is going in terms of the new wave of feminism. But before you roll your eyes, and if, you know, obviously I am far from what you would consider your average feminist, because I'm not, I thought it'd be interesting to dig into this a little bit deeper with you. And let's let's see what we what we get into here. This week's episode is sponsored by Good Girl Cannabis, a cannabis line created by females who thought it was about damn time that being sexy was seen as good and not fucking bad. <laughs> Follow Good Girl at Enjoy Good Girl on Instagram and make sure and stay tuned for all that is coming up with this brand because it is something that I am so proud of and I can't wait to share with you. So make sure and follow. So let's take it back to basics. You know how we like to do it here. We like to take things from the root, from the beginning, so we can get a clearer understanding as to how it's evolved and where it's going and why it's here. Feminism, I think it's a word that it's one of those words that makes a man's balls shrivel up more than anything else. I wouldn't consider the word feminism to be sexy at all because usually what comes and pops into your head are screaming loud females saying no to everything from the way you look at them to the way you even breathe on them. That's my take on it. I'm not going to change my views. That's just how I feel. This is my podcast and that's my views that I'm sharing with you in hopes to expand horizons and broaden more perspectives. But in simple terms and in the dictionary term, feminism is the advocacy, the advocacy, does that sound right? (laughs) The advocacy of, I'm pulling it up here, the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. All right, so we got that out of the way. That's all fine and dandy. And if you take it even further back and Utopian socialist and French philosopher by the name of Charles Fourier is credited in the late 1800s for using such a word, feminism, and it came around in the USA around 1910. Now, there are many, many aspects of feminism. And if you're really interested, you can surely take an online class and really get your claws into it and really get in deeper. But for this situation and for of a social commentary, which I am neither a teacher, <laughs> I, I play one online, but um, I'm nothing more than just an entertainer giving her perspectives. And when I went into the internet, the ever so wonderful internet, which is basically a thorn in your side. There were many articles and there were so many books and there were so many of this and there was so many of that. 
But there was one in particular that I gravitated towards because it was the most recent and it was in the New York Times. It had an interesting article. It was about a week ago by Michelle Goldberg and it was an opinion article. And I like, of course, facts are very important and I prefer to base all of my emotional feelings due to facts. I don't base my daily um, emotional feeling on things because of what I feel, but I base it because on facts that I have researched and facts that I know, numbers. I, I enjoy hard facts. But when it comes to this particular topic, I thought that a female-based opinion was a little bit more interesting to kind of um, dissect, especially one that might be completely opposite of mine. And this is exactly what this article was referring to, which, of course, as always, link is in the episode description. So in this article, there was a comment that stood out by a generational Z, of course, (laughs) person. I think she was 23 years old. God, do you remember when you were in your mid-20s? I was thinking about making babies and being wifed up, not about Me Too movements or any of that. But anyhow, this Gen Z female said, quote, it feels like we were tricked into exploiting ourselves, end quote. So, of course, the context of this has to do with the overall article, which, again, feel free to read yourself. And the opinion of Michelle Goldberg and the title of this, quote, why sex positive feminism is falling out of fashion, end quote. When you have a headline article of that, you know, narrative, you would probably think, oh, okay, well, I guess that's what's happening. I guess it's right. No more sex positive, blah, blah, blah. Especially when something as that's circulating as big as the New York Times is once again cramming down your throat. But wait a minute. We have something like the Met Gala, where, like I mentioned earlier, there was more tits and ass on that carpet than any porn set I've been on. (laughs) And if we gathered all of these bits of information that gets thrown at us, it's no wonder the people are fucking confused. It's no wonder that porn industry fights every single day to be taken as an equal, to be given the same opportunities as any other actor or actress that was on such a carpet that was all naked because essentially we're doing the same thing. There's no difference other than there's a camera involved. And when you realize that so many females in the adult industry own their own brand in terms of the one, the woman that I am on camera is not the same as someone else. 
There are Sherry DeVille's of the world. There's a Brandy Love, Angela White, Gianna Dior, uh, Manuel Ferrara, uh, Mr. Pete, etc. Prince. There are so many performers and we have our very own individual style and brand. And our common thread is being sex positive and being a entertainer with quite a bit of following. So hold on a second. If articles like this are being written because they're opinions of females such as this Michelle Goldberg, is this what the rest of the world is thinking of? Is this what the media is trying to, once again, cram down our throats? But let's be real. Because unlike Hollywood, the women in my industry, when you are in a certain percentage, and I'm talking about the performers that are active uh, with agents or, you know, could be independent, where the casting couch hasn't existed for many of us because let a motherfucker try. (laughs) So we have this interesting difference. We have this interesting um, division because women like Megan Fox, who were obscure as of a couple of months ago, maybe even a year or so ago, who were kind of, you know, doing their own thing, quiet. The reason that she has blown up is because she's dating Machine Gun Kelly. She's on a red carpet showing lots of tits and ass and calling him daddy and saying, and I quote, whatever daddy says I do, kind of, you know, around there. But man, you are a mother of a thousand kids and you were married. Why is it that all of a sudden you are now being asked to be in some of the major blockbuster movies that are coming out and you're getting the roles of Bonnie and Clyde? Because, yep, she got offered the role of uh, Bonnie and Clyde in a future movie coming out. And her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly is one of extreme sexually forward where she's grabbing his dick on the carpet and you know they're kissing with their tongues open which by the way Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee started that thank you very much and then there's her best friend her bestie Kourtney Kardashian another mother of a thousand kids previously linked to Scott Disick who is a train wreck but funny I I him and Chloe are hysterical. <laughs> Her claim to fame currently is making out hardcore on every single corner and street in America and in Italy where you think they were on Somali or MDNA or something because that is what's put her in the news recently. Kourtney Kardashian making out with Travis Barker all over the place and spreading eagle on some gondola or something. And then Scott 
DMing her ex saying, what's up with this girl? Yet Courtney has been in the media quite a bit, obviously for years because of their show and because, oh, that's right. Her sister, Kim Kardashian, made a sex tape, which gave the whole family an entire career. Oh, so in this article in the New York Times that Michelle Goldberg had her opinion on and saying that sex positive feminism is, you know, not being uh, popular anymore. And then within the article, the statement of this Gen Z person saying, quote, it feels like we were tricked into exploiting ourselves. Well, indeed, the very thing that is blowing up currently, Kourtney Kardashian and Megan Fox, and putting them on every single red carpet and putting them in some of the biggest blockbusters that are coming in and Kourtney Kardashian having a brand new show on Hulu is in fact the very exploitation of their sexuality. Now, I don't know about you, but whatever Kourtney is on with Travis Parker, sister, bring it over. (laughs) That shit is like, can you go get a room? Eh, I I don't care. I could care less. But it's interesting because we have to, as a performer myself, and really looking into society, you know, what's popular, what's relevant, when you have essentially two MILFs, right? Because they're both moms. And yep, we'd all want to fuck them because they're hot as fuck. The very thing that they're being applauded for and yeah girl get yours and that's right whatever daddy says or yeah Courtney good do you that's uh good for you is the very thing that in the industry is the very first 10 minutes that we shoot but if we were to do any of that i.e show up naked somewhere or god forbid make out in public the cops would be on us so quick that the ink on the paycheck would still be wet. <laughs> We'd have to get the fuck out of there. Companies such as Bang Bros and Reality Kings who are you know, notorious for doing voyeur-like and reality-like movies and scenes are working every day against the stigma because you can't get a fucking film set anywhere without them saying, oh, can't shoot adult here. And a lot of times, a lot of things have to be done, and which is why you see the same house, you know, thousands of times, because it's where you can legally shoot without having to worry about a knock on the door. And I'm sorry, but we're doing the same thing that these people are doing. We're just getting paid for it. So it's so interesting that the world crams on your throat these women who are overtly sexy loving life everyone is rooting for them mother of thousands of kids and dating guys that are you know rough around the edges because listen machine gun kelly is no uh stranger to the porn industry just look at his um background into who he's dated 
one of the names that stands out to me is Veronica Rodriguez. And she was very vocal about being with him. So it's a fact that these people are extremely sex positive and they are in the forefront of all of these red carpets and our future entertainment, i.e. her movies and Courtney's new show on Hulu. So I'm sorry, ma'am, Michelle Goldberg. Where is sex positive out of style? Because I'm not seeing it. So what infuriates me to no end and really gets my thongs up in a bunch (laughs) is when you have a major newspaper like New York Times circulating to millions of people and this is the article that they decide to put a headline on. Well, excuse me, why don't you ask one of us to put in our thoughts? Oh no, you can't do that because then that's creating a narrative that It's okay. It's okay to be sex positive and it's okay to be sexy. So is this the new wave of feminism? Is a woman like Megan Fox, who is up and down the red carpets and the way she is and Courtney doing what she's doing, the new wave? I'm going to say no because there's nothing that these two sexy bitches aren't doing that women like me in the industry haven't been fighting for and standing up for, for ages. This podcast is no stranger to really talking about the double standards and giving you guys a perspective and an inside look in an industry that most people want to know about, have no idea about, And are really damn curious about. So why is a double standard narrative keep coming up within the industry and even within the podcast of giving you guys an insight on what I deal with on a daily basis as an active and flourishing (laughs) porn star? It's because to me, it is vital to a society to understand that under basic human laws, you know, within things that are legal and not legal, yada, yada, that in my hearts of hearts, I believe that consenting adults of sound mind and body and spirit with sex positive views should be respected in the very same way that your Megan Foxes and your Kourtney Kardashians of the world, mainstream Hollywood, that is what you're watching and listening to daily are given in the same manner because this industry of mine that I respect and just love so much because it's given me every opportunity that I've ever dreamed of and has allowed me to be an entertainer, which is the only thing I know, which is the only thing I love doing between feature dancing, between hosting, between having this show, between film, between internet, I can live my life as an entertainer. And that's thanks to you guys for listening, for being a support to an industry that has existed for so long. And as we move into a further society, especially this Gen Z, it's important that we look at all aspects of media that is crammed down our throats and think and wonder why, why, why? 
being an independent thinker, being yourself, loving who you are is more important than what society thinks you should be. And I repeat, within the basic human laws, and I say that as in, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt respect thy neighbor. These are what will make our future generations understand that just because a young man or a man is whistling at you, or just because a gentleman is giving you a sign of, hey, you look gorgeous, doesn't mean hashtag me too, let's go down his throat. (laughs) I mean, for fuck's sake, how short my skirt is does not make me a whore. The way you view me is what makes me a whore. So what we need to do is educate our futures, educate these generations, educate each other to understand that just because a female is walking around naked or just because a girl is making out with her dude in front of everyone and enjoying life and being just, you know, awesome, doesn't mean that you should be hating on them. It just means, hey, look the other way. Why? Because it's none of your damn business. And the whole, it's none of your damn business is more towards those like this New York Times article narrative of cancel porn and sex positive is bad and uh, it's anti-feminism because at the end of the day, the reason these people exist is because some dude thought some chick was sexy and vice versa and they created babies and created another human being without sex there's no human going down to the basics of it all and how can you possibly live in a world where being sexy can be considered as a no-no i don't think so There's certain aspects of it where it could be vulgar, and I agree. There's a time and place for everything. But hey, Cardi B did it with WAP. Uh, Lizzie with True, you know, the Truth Hurts chick. She's a bigger girl, and that bitch feels herself. And Nicki Minaj always promoting sex sex positivity. And that's the shit I love. That is what I look forward to when it comes to women being strong and women being feminine. And the more events like the Met Gala, like mainstream where you see it constantly on your Instagram and Twitter and red carpets, embrace the popularity of entertainers such as myself, the more the world can respond in a way that is sex positive. And we can do more as an industry than any other celebrity. There's a reason why Pornhub is one of the top viewed uh, websites in, in the entire world. For fuck's sake, this year's Met Gala had YouTubers, you know, YouTubers. And this one chick named uh, Addison Ray, who's like a TikTok star, Oh, that's right. I only know her as Kourtney Kardashian's best friend. Hmm. Go figure. So to sum up 
the fan question from earlier, who would I bang? I would say at this point, I would take Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian in a three-way while Travis and Machine Gun Kelly watched because those boys just aren't my type. <laughs> but these girls are fucking hot. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dirty Blonde Podcast. It is my pleasure to entertain you weekly and showly, weekly, showly, showly, weekly. (laughs) Now with the new studio, we are back into regularly scheduled programming. So stay tuned to next week's episode. And until then, binge listen to all the episodes and the archives and anything that you have a question about. You'll probably find it in the link descriptions in the episode below in the episode descriptions <laughs> links. Listen, it's Friday and I'm going to have another glass of wine. Thank you guys again. And until next week, stay dirty. Mwah. Bye. <laughs>